Hey y'all, it's Evan with More Than Meets These Guys. I wanted to come and give this intro to what I got to experience yesterday. I was able to, uh, back in February of this past year, I was able to work with a uh, with Pensacon over in Pensacola, Florida. And one of the panels I conducted or moderated was a voice actor panel, fantastic voice actors. Um, but one of them I... Uh, I try to keep in touch with, and you know, he was, it was a special place for me because of uh, my love for transformers. And, uh, he agreed to have a little half hour interview with me. Uh, people are thinking maybe thing is nothing special, but it is to me. And he is a very gracious, very, uh, thankful person to have his fans and his fan base. And he was very, uh, very generous to come on and spend a little time with me. And so it was a great delight that David K, Beast Wars Megatron, uh, got to come on the uh, podcast. It's a little extra I'm going to throw out there this week. And um, it was just me because it was, you know, kind of had to happen, reschedule and everything else, but it, it got done. So it's my great pleasure to bring to you all my interview with voice actor David K. Thanks, everyone. Uh, hey, everyone. I'd like to welcome voice actor David Kay, who Transformers fans will know best as Megatron from Beast Wars and Beast Machines. He also played Megatron during later the later Armada, Energon, and Cybertron, as well as Optus Prime and Animated. So welcome to the uh, podcast, David. Thank you very much. I love the name of it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was born of a lot of conversations with my usual co-host uh, during uh, lockdown and everything else. I bet, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah, it was my pleasure to meet you at uh, Pensacon. So, um, you know, really, that was why I do it, so I can, um, you know, meet and share time with uh, people who I actually look up to as well. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. That's the first time I actually got sick in three years when I came home from Pensacon. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Uh... Yeah, you avoided it, but it, I it still uh, didn't get the C. You know, it was still not that. It was just a bad cold. It was just, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I avoided all that time, and uh, yeah, but I was, uh, you know, that's gone. <laughs> so <laughs> very good. Um, so well, let me get started here. Um, you already answered this during Pinscon, and uh, I just you know want to give it for everyone else who you know maybe listening who wasn't obviously there. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your introduction into voice acting and um, also to link to that, how the job of uh, for Beast Wars came about? Oh, boy. Uh, well, the the voice acting thing, I never knew it was a thing. Um, I was in radio. Uh, I got into radio as a kid. I had I, I my first job at like 17 years old um, on the air in my hometown and a little place called Peterborough, Ontario, uh, in Canada, which is about an hour and 20 minutes northeast of Toronto. I'm currently looking at the ocean here in Ventura County. So it's many years ago, many years <laughs> ago up there. Um, but that's how I saw I, I, I was working in a, in a sport pro shop selling, you know, racquetball rackets and squash rackets. And that's how I get into, into the, the random sport of squash back then as well. When I was a kid, I just I never gave it up. Um, and the morning man from the local radio station, John Marisine, used to come into the YMCA every day. And I'd be in the pro shop um, 
I think I, I, I drank all the soda and, and, in you know, in, I think I ruined their profit margin. I had no idea what I was doing, but he used to come in and talk to me. And I, I he was sort of the, he was a, you know, um, big man on campus in, in the small town. He was, he was, uh, he was the radio guy, he had a great, great morning show. And, uh, Mary is seen in the morning. And, and, um, I always gravitated toward radio. I don't know why I used to listen as a kid. I used to listen to, uh, I used to hear stations, um, uh, the big signals coming from W, uh, what is it, uh, WGN Chicago, WBZ Boston. I used to listen to uh, radio coming across the border, um, uh, the big station in, uh, in Detroit. It was actually in Windsor, Canada. And there was other stations I used to get. Uh, I, I always had this fascination with American radio. It just sounded bigger, sounded, you know, uh, it, uh, later on, I learned that, uh, you know, they, they, they'd pump it up a little EQ and level devils and made it sound big and used to drive me nuts in my little radio station and in my little hometown sounded so teeny and thin. Hmm. And I, I just, just, yeah, I want to be part of that. How come I can't, how come we, how come we can't do that? You know, I just, you know, I, I started getting a lot of, um, uh, heroes, uh, uh, Rick D's among, among them way back. And Rick and I have since become good friends, um, and uh, that's how I sort of got into the voiceover through radio. I used to be on the air during high school and doing overnight weekends. And I was horrible, but one one person gave me a shot. You know, it was always, it always does tell people, you know, they want to get into the business. I, I can't, I, there's no magic pill or whatever, but I always say this is one person has to say yes, that's it. And uh, that sort of started the adventure. Uh, and then, um, of course, uh, Fast forward way down the road, radio took me out to Vancouver, British Columbia, up in, uh, in Canada, straight north of us here. And uh, I was doing uh, every show, and I got into the morning show and started doing characters. And this was back in 89, 90, I think it was, somewhere there. And um, uh, characters I developed was uh, like a cowboy dick was one of them, like, howdy, boys and girls, woo! You know, used to sing songs and... I used to do little voices and I would do stunt boy and stuff like that. Um, but uh, hang on, I got to, I got to, um, and, and, and that was, um, that sort of led, you know, the uh, um, uh, in, in, in character work and I would come up with different characters and sing songs. Um, and uh, it was in Vancouver that there was a, uh, there was an agency. There was I, I was I had time doing a morning show. I had all day, so there was this uh, modeling commercial agency. And I, I've, as a lark, I went and took a class, and it was learning lines to, you know, to do commercials on television. That was kind of a kind of fun. And uh, from my first agent, uh, I got that from my first agent. So um, he said, "You, you know, you should do this." You should think about doing this, and I said okay. And and then again, fast forward, uh, an audition came through for GI Joe, uh, and uh, I had no idea they were doing cartoons in in my neck of the woods at that time. And it was Deke Animation, and I was strategically Deke and DIC done in Canada. I didn't re realize that, but that's what it sort. Of, we all sort of that's what it stood for. Well, it didn't really stand for that, but that's what we. Um, but I, I got cast as General Hawk and G.I. Joe um, back in 89, 90. And that was the beginning of the end of my radio career because I thought, OK, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do I want to do this. How do I do this forever? 
and that sort of started the, the you know the, the voiceover thing um and and my love for for animation and all things voiceover commercials it all sort of grew from from radio um and um Roger Bumpus who plays uh, uh um in, in it's fun and on SpongeBob um what's his you know um that plays the saxophone what's the character again uh SpongeBob you know uh uh Squidward I, Squidward thank you you thank welcome. you uh Roger when we were in Florida uh we him and I came from the same from radio into this business and we you were comparing notes and it's much the same as how we sort of both got into it and the uh, transformers thing happened i guess uh, a couple of years after that i think uh maybe i don't know they were they were casting for that i i, I hadn't watched the original g1 series i didn't really know i grew up on bugs bunny and stuff and um and that audition came through as a big bunch of papers and i didn't really know too much about what i was doing but i thought oh this is cool so and i was doing theater at the time um and so i was you know doing on camera stuff and 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 working at it and that uh i was horrible on camera and um but i really loved being behind the mic and so this came about and i remember the audition you know, you'd see a bunch of your friends and I, I kind of went in the booth and I really, I honestly, it wasn't really, really prepared because I wasn't quite sure really what I was going to do. I had a bunch, I can all oh, read for all of them. I don't know. And, and, and the Megatron one, I remember sort of just kind of, um, I don't resonated. I don't know. It's just, you know, this, this guy here. And I just sort of <laughs> literally thought, uh, Sean Connery, Anthony Hopkins and a lizard kind of like, well, you know, how does that, how does that and uh sort of yes excellent i come up with this thing this uh ah yes you know commander rat trap what a pleasant surprise a bit of a list like a uh, so they they bought it they brought me back in a callback and there's only it was hardly anybody at the callback it was at a different studio and i walked in there was nobody there in the waiting room it's just me and i go oh this is a good sign <laughs> nobody else here so they had me come in and read both parts uh they had me read um Megatron and they had me read uh for uh for Primal um I can't remember what the Primal voice was I really don't I really don't know nobody does it like Gary and and, and you know uh um I just probably did my voice and ended up doing that Optimus voice for TF animated probably that's what it ended up being mm. uh but the, yeah the they went and they bought the uh the Megatron thing and here we are 25 plus years later you know still talking about it and it's <laughs> that's a that's a gift man because you some of these things are some of them come and they go and 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 still they still people still line up at conventions and i i'm i'm baffled by it but i'm sure glad they do and it just i guess it resonated you know so that's the nutshell story there <laughs> yeah. yeah great yeah great story actually i i actually kind of attributed your your voice work of that as being more like a bond villain which you know with yeah. connery and yeah so well yeah so obviously has one of my other questions here was a purposeful choice or personality that emerged and obviously that was your choice how you approached the character mm -hmm. so once again you know when you uh when you started developing the character and i know there's the there's the scripts and there's um you know things you kind of inflect into the character as you work and the we the question i'm sure you get asked a lot where did the yes come from I see. I, I get asked this a lot, and I I think 
Uh, next time I say Sue, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ask her. I, I was supposed to ask her um, at the latest convention we we're at, but I didn't get a chance to, and I for, I forgot because you're all like, "Hey, how are you?" You know, we're having fun, and we forget to ask things. Anyway, uh, I think it was a combination of something. I think, but as I recall, uh, there was a a yes in the script, but I kind of expanded on it, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I. I know it was written once, but I, I think I tried it a couple of times where I said it uh, again during another thing. And I think I added a no onto one of the end of the lines. I believe it was the uh, uh, Commander Retra, but a pleasant surprise. It shall avail you not. No, Sagan. So it was kind of in response to a yes I'd said earlier. And then I, they seemed to kind of, you know, the nodding meerkats behind the glass. Hey, you know they're uh they kind of like that and let's try that again and and i i would add it and then they i believe they started writing it in once in a while um so it became his his thing yes it became his you know his uh what do you call that when you have a little a tick <laughs> you know yes excellent yeah. and and that yeah that's how it was born i i think i i sort of expanded on what was written down and added something and it became a thing and that was very early on in the uh the season uh, in the first obviously the first season so uh when you recorded for beast wars was it more of an ensemble style um casting mm -hmm. or uh, recording or is it a single solo yeah thank goodness it was ensemble which i prefer uh, which has been the last three years has been you know <laughs> um yeah when you go in to see it i mean i haven't been in a studio now with multiple people in three years Oh. I've, been, I've been on some shows, but it's been either done here, and then you get called in, and you get there. It's like, oh, I'm the only one here, you know. Uh, so that was such a great time because we come in in the morning with our coffees. Everybody had a Starbucks, and <laughs> we, you know, we goof around and and um, sit there, and and then we we'd read through the script, and then we go in. Uh, I mean, the studio Pinewood isn't there anymore. It's it's a it's a it's a, a big tower. I believe uh, up in Vancouver, it's in a, it's in a, a condo complex or something. But that studio is long gone. But it was such a great studio, and we go into like it was a giant foley room, more 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 so for making films. And the mics were all set up, and it's just so cool. It's old school, and you know the big Neumann microphones, and we were in a in a, in a horseshoe shape. You know, we're all like this, and then the glass was there, and yeah, it was fun. It was an ensemble, and it was so much fun. Any um, stories or kind of uh, fun things you remember from that, that time? Oh, sure. That's where the pull my finger thing comes from. You know, I stood across from Gary, you know, and Ian. And in the corner was Richard uh, Newman. And this was Richard, uh, Ian, and Gary. And, uh, and you know, again, pull my finger. I'm not pulling your finger. You know, and then I think Scotty was over there. Venus, Doug, Alec Willows. And also is on this side, Don Brown near me. And when Jim Burns came in and he stood beside me. So I was kind of on this side. Um, the, 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 I think they did it on purpose. Cause the, uh, as I think about it now, the, uh, the Predacons were on this side of the room and all the Maximals were on that side of the room. And I go, Oh, that's, Oh, that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, there was this, and there used to be this roof that, that, those sound panels used to 
throw you know pencils up and they would stick up there and uh we would be doing that sometimes and we'd be told okay guys settle you know okay settle down we'd be doing you know doing that and throwing things at each other it was like kindergarten sort of in a, in a way but when it came down to business and work you know we got down to it but it was it was a lot of fun and then one of the ones when jim burns was in uh, inferno when jimmy was in the cast that was like the second season he used to you know, um, Jimmy lost both his legs in a, in a horrible motorcycle accident many, many years ago. And, and he had uh, his prosthetics and he had, he walked with a couple of canes or a cane and he'd come walking in, you know, and he'd sit there. <laughs> First thing he'd do is, hey, I got one for you. And he'd tell the, the dirtiest joke. <laughs> it, like, it was just like, oh, oh, first thing, Jimmy. No, you know, there it was funny. But boy, oh boy, it's something you could never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I I enjoyed so, him. So this priest and this, okay, here we go. You know, it was one of those. Uh, but uh, that and poor Venus, you know, she was the only uh, only woman in the in the, in the cast, and uh, she's one of the she was one of the guys, and she put up with a lot of crap. I think. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, actually, I, I was had a chance to meet um, Jim at the uh, Bobcon '99. He, uh, yeah. uh, he's he's a, he's a larger than life personality is fantastic he sure is. hell of a singer too man really oh my yeah jim he's got albums jim burns yeah he's he's oh, a blues yeah. blues guitarist singer oh jimmy's a great musician man he's uh he's a, jimmy's world class yeah. nice i'll check that out soon okay so i see behind you have a beast machines um poster on the floor oh i do <clears throat> yeah so, it's, uh, signed. it's signed yeah. by everybody as well that's uh Woo-hoo. that's mainframe that's an original I nice. actually forgot I had that there because I it was I was moving things around. I go, I have no place to put it, so I just put it there. But yeah, it's signed by Ian and, and Scott and everybody, everybody, Gary. God, that's uh, that is kind of that is quite quite cool. Oh, Fox Kids, right? Wow. <laughs> so I was going to ask I you. Thanks for reminding me because I haven't really like looked. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> there it is. I was going to ask you. You know. Um, there's a lot of uh, we, fans of the show. When we you saw the transition to Beast Machines, it was a darker, more somber. I, I would I would say a more mature um, outlook on on the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel? Like I feel like um, to me, Beast Wars and Megatron is very bombastic, uh, very um, you know I don't know almost. I say a Bond villain, maybe sometimes a cartoon villain, and then Beast Machines was the triumphant uh, Megatron. He's very somber, very. A uh, very different take on the uh, the, uh, the uh, character. Yeah, drunk, drunk with power, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, different writing. I, I mean, I loved it because it's kind of dark and brooding. Uh, there was a part of me that missed the sort of bit of the comedic. You know, there was not uh, no more yeses and things, things like that. You know, the show had uh, evolved, and um, you know, the characters evolved, and it was very cool. I, I kind of dug it because I, I like that. I like the dark Batman, you know, um, sort of thing. And and the animation started to get a little better. You know, you look at it now and, and compared to things that are going on now, you think, wow, it's, you know, rudimentary, but it's, it was, it started to kind of really take on a whole other, you know, uh, realm, uh, the way the character design was cool, but I, I, I loved it. Uh, I, you know, it was just so much fun to just to go in and do this show. And it became, became a hit. I didn't pay too much attention to, I mean, back then there was no, uh, 
you know, the, the socials weren't, weren't really happening and we didn't really know how the show was doing and we didn't really get any feedback unless you were invited to a Transformers convention and, and you go, oh, wow, I guess this is a thing. People really like the show, you know, or they didn't like it or whatever. They were, you know, G1 fans and they like, but whatever. It was, um, you had an indication. The only way you knew was if you actually went to a, to a convention or, or talk to people because... <laughs> <laughs> we're in our own little bubbles yeah it was actually really nice to see the um i don't know the community feel like they they had a resurgence during beast wars beast machines and so on and that leads to uh another role for um optimus prime during animated you mentioned that you know you were you took kind of that that aspect of what you wanted to do for primal and turn yeah. it into prime so i mean how did you feel about approaching that as the good guy let's say um, I, well, I went into that audition. I remember when that audition came through and I was still commuting from Vancouver to Los Angeles. And, and, I, and I remember saying, Sue, you know, I, I, cause I, I, I was able to work, uh, down here and, uh, I had, you know, proper, uh, credentials and all that stuff. And, uh, so I said, Hey, is there, and I emailed her directly and said, uh, I, I, I see they're doing a new transformers in a way I could read for the show. Cause I'm down and she's, Oh baby. Oh honey. Of course. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not. So they sent me the sides, bunch of sides. And I read, uh, of course, did, did Megatron and they go, Oh, here we go again. You know, Megatron rides again. I, I remember reading for lug nuts and, and, um, I didn't even read for Optimus prime. It didn't even cross my mind. I read for all the villains, you know? <laughs> so, and then I got a call back and I said, Oh, here we go. You know, I'm going to call back. I went cartoon network and went in There's a bunch of people there. And, um, Michael Bell was there and, you know, reading and so it's, I just said, wow, this is uh, overwhelming. So I just went in and, and of course, they had me, we're all laughing. And I mean, that's the first time I met Derek Wyatt and the first time I met uh, Matt Youngberg and, and, uh, um, and, and, and Sue was there and, and the producers. And so I, excuse me, I, you know, it was in the moments and I thought, oh, I did the Megatron thing. And I did a lot. I remember reading Lug Nuts, and they uh, we all had a good laugh. And oh, isn't this fun? This is great. And I felt I was feeling good about it. And then uh, Sue, there's a lot of this sort of silent discussion going on. Uh, and Sue says, uh, "Honey, could you grab grab the? Uh, we're, we're still trying to find a you know an Optimus, and we're thinking maybe you might be able to you know do your use your voice and you know go in the hall and take a look at the sides and come back in and read." And and I did. This is kind of interesting. So I went out and I had, again, really no idea sort of what to do. Uh, I think, you know, I, sh I should have just done nothing uh, and just did my voice. But I did a, they wanted sort of a younger Tom or Tom Hanks type of a sort of feel or some kind of a, you know, uh, thing like that. And I, I did and they seemed to like it and, and, uh, yeah, it was the weirdest thing because I got the call. I was driving through Chinatown in LA and I got the call from my agent and, uh, and they, uh, and I assumed it to, Hey, so they want to book you for your transforming. Oh, okay. All right. And, uh, you know, for the role of, uh, for Optimus and I'm kind of remember turning a corner and I, I was on the speakerphone on it for, for, um, for Optimus or was it Megatron? She goes, no, uh, for Optimus. And then I go, Optimus. Really? <laughs> so, so yeah, they, that's how it happened. And it took a few episodes to get it, you know, to, to, to sort of find them. Cause I was, you know, a little younger and trying to do this. I don't know. Uh, and I, I, I kind of dropped into my voice, transform and roll out. He was with me. And I became more, a little more 
closer to who I am. And I, and I was like, okay, then that feels better. So, but it took a, it took a minute, you know, to get used to that, but uh, well, what a, what an honor, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I personally loved it a lot. So that was one of my favorite shows that, um, I mean, it was nice hearing Thank you. a lot of the old voice cast been in different roles in this time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, really that plays into what I also want to ask you, are you surprised at the longevity of Transformers? I mean, you said yourself going to you know, the conventions, you, you had no idea until you got out there into the, the public and see the fans. Does it ever you know, still surprise you at this point? Oh, always does. You know, but you take a look at the toys. I mean, the, cartoons are, are, are a vehicle to, to sell, uh, to sell toys and, um, toys are cool. And I always love toys. And I mean, the latest, I was at TFCon here in Burbank in March and, um, the company that's doing the, uh, you know, the, the robotic ones actually transform and dance. And I'm like, wow, that's where the toys are going. That's insane. Like they're little robots. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you think of that and where that's going. And so, yeah, the toys are pretty cool. So I'm, I'm not surprised because it seems to have a longevity. And of course, you know, the, the movies, um, are uh, uh, other series and, uh, you know, new iterations are always bringing new fans in that maybe weren't exposed to it before. And you're getting fans coming in who've never heard of beast wars and young kids are now, a lot of uh, parents with their kids and the kids are digging the, the beast wars. And I go, wow, really? So I, it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm surprised always because how did I get here? But I'm not surprised because the toys mm-hmm. and, and it's so cool. Like the fandom, it's so cool. People dressing up and, uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. I think it's, it's, it's great. I think it's one of those things that will, will probably be with us for, for a very, very long time, you know? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's another show that I honestly should have recognized your voice uh, for a long time. One of my favorite shows. The um, I just want to see if you can give us a little stepping away from uh, cartoons for a second. Um, the uh, 14 time Emmy winning last week tonight, with John Oliver. He tells a little bit about yeah. that and how that started and your experiences there. Yeah, sure. And now David Kay talks about life before last week tonight. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. I was sitting at home and my manager calls, I'm, I'm LA time. He's New York and it's like 10 o'clock at night I go, It's like one o'clock. What, what the hell? He's, you know, Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so, uh, anyway, I read for the promos for HBO for this new show. And I just said, coming up this, you know, this fall, it's, and I did this sort of voice, you know, last week tonight with John Oliver premiering an HBO and they, and, and I got booked for that. Oh, great. Cool. I did a bunch of promos and I was at, and then I'm watching TV and, and, uh, and I go, Hey, Maria, Maria, the, the, the thing is on the pro with the thing. And then uh, it's a different voice. And I went, well, the voice is great, but it's not me. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah, what's the deal? So I texted, I guess you're not doing it, whatever. And then, yeah, Jay calls. And says, so, so yeah. So, uh, they went a different way, but uh, they really like you. And they want to know if you're available. Like, uh, can you like work on the weekends? Or they're, and I go, for what? She go, well, they want to know if you're interested in working uh, you know, on the show. And I go, so like, does this mean like Saturday? And, you know, maybe the odd Sunday. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Weekends are sacred, man. I, I wasn't really down with that. I said, well, we had discussed it for a little bit. So, well, let's, I get like, watch the show and, 
he sort of said, and, and I was like, okay, well, let's just let's give it a shot and see how it goes. I, I don't know. Uh, so uh, it was because it's early. You would record early in the morning on a Saturday, my time. And I'm thinking, oh, man. I, so we started and and it took off. And and uh, next thing I know, I'm uh, the closest I'll ever get to an Emmy as I was, I, I held the Emmy at the, in LA with the crew. They all came out from New York and I, you know, we had a great night. I held it's heavy. And I held the Emmy and my wife was there. We had a good time. And, you know, you know that's sort of how it happened. I had no idea. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what where things are going to go. You don't. You think some things you think, oh, this is going to be a massive hit. It's going to be huge. We're going to be stars. And, they, and it doesn't go anywhere. And the stuff you just don't think about all of a sudden becomes it blows up. And, you know, yeah, you're very fortunate because it's. You know, it's it's a, it's a rare air sometimes, and uh, you just really don't don't know where some of these things can go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, I want to thank you um, for coming on today and doing this. Of course. Definitely my pleasure. And uh, you've been very, very generous with your time. And it was great meeting you in person and great talk to you again now. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, you know, for, uh, for being a fan. And, uh, it's, I mean, you know, without you, man, I told you at the show without, without you, there's none of this. So I, I yeah. very much appreciate it. Definitely, definitely yeah. my pleasure. Thanks so All much. Right. David. Cheers, brother. All right. Take care. And there you have it, everyone. Uh, that was, that was David Kay. Um, Beast Wars Megatron, Beast Machines Megatron, Megatron, the, the um, Unicron Trilogy, and uh, Transformers Animated Optimus Prime, as well as a lot of other voices, uh, personal uh, favorite of mine in Exosquad. Um, he also was at uh, Sashimaru and um, in Inuyasha. He also was, in, at, I believe, his Clank and Ratchet and Clank. Um, a lot of voices, in, but he's also the uh, voiceover narration guy in Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, which I was glad to ask a little bit about that. Like I said, just a little extra episode this week, guys and girls and everyone in between bots. I want to make sure that uh, if you like the show, you know, give us a good rating. Uh, if you like the YouTube video, give us a thumbs up. Um, share it with your friends. Your friends might like it. Your friends might not like it. But that's the only way this little thing I'm trying to do with Ed is going to get you know, going. Join the Discord. Uh, people there are talk all the time. And it's, you know, it's a small community that's nice. And I'm so thankful that you took the time out of your day to listen to me. Um, very nervously ask David Kay some questions and took your time out to visit us for a little while. So from all of us here at More Than Meets These Guys, thank you so much. And uh, since Ed isn't here, roll out. podcast is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is done by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research help from Boo of the Underground.net. Graphics and images in the video portion are created for the podcast exclusively by C. Hooper. 
special thanks to everyone who makes this podcast more enjoyable every week. 